Welcome to Barbecue Radio Nation, America's premier barbecue radio show. Join your hosts, David Caius and Dan Hathaway, as they sink their teeth into the finest grilling, smoking, and barbecue from coast to coast with the industry's leading grill masters. Stay tuned for great tips, techniques, and products that will enhance your backyard experience by being a part of Barbecue Radio Nation. tuning in and welcome to barbecue radio nation the tastiest show on the radio i am dave kias along with our engineer kyle our producer t-bone our in-house barbecue expert my co-host and a man who is uh put on more miles in the last week than anybody well than than semi-truckers i am a road warrior dan 18 wheeler hathaway (laughs) He has been all over the. We, we're going to talk about that in a few minutes. Coming up, this is we got a lot going on in this show. Okay, we got a lot going on. We've got coming up a, a old friend of T Bones and mine, and a sports handicapper. His name's Tony George. He's a hoot, by the way, and he lives in <laughs> Vegas now. And we're going to talk a little barbecue and the big game. That's, uh, of course, this weekend. And uh, I, I really want to ask him about prop bets. I, I want him to give us a few prop bets. And you can check him out at DocSports.com. That's D-O-C Sports.com. Tony George is going to be on our second segment. Coming up in our third segment. Okay, Valentine's Day. I mean, there's so much going on, you know. Got the big game next weekend, Valentine's Day. So we were thinking, you know, we've never talked about wines, you know. But what, what would be good wine pairings? I mean... And so, Dan, of course, who knows everybody. Uh, I don't we, know Tony George. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. So we are going to be talking wines with a certified sommelier. Nailed it. Thank you. Thank Nailed you. There's, right. there's an over-under on how many times I'm going to get that right yeah. when I say it today. Uh, his name's Jeremy Lamb, and he's been studying wines for years. Yeah, he's a pro. And we're going to talk about wines for Valentine's Day, after, you know, to go with your meals. What's good? And right. not just a plain red meat. No, I want to know what goes well. What, what's with a, really good? With a grilled steak. You yeah, know? but what's really good? But yeah, you know, something uh, to impress the ladies. Something to impress the ladies, yeah. or for you ladies, something to impress your man. Actually, actually, ladies, if you just show up, you've impressed him, and that's all. <laughs> really, all you need to do. Um, and then uh, Dan, in our last segment, we were going to be talking about speaking of Valentine's fancy dinners. Okay, not just your usual. You know, here here's some. <laughs> I know Dan. I'm, I'm glad when you think of fancy dinners, you immediately think of me. I know because I'm like, <laughs> I know I'm, Dan is like very fancy. It's like you've been married how many years now? A long time. Long time. Yeah. So it's like, hey, honey, happy Valentine's Day. Here's some wings. All right. <laughs> yeah, that that's how you don't stay married. <laughs> but hey, wait, honey, wait, wait. I got blue cheese dressing this time. Okay, not the ranch because it might be strike two. You're so yeah. special. Oh, I would have thought that. Oh, you're going to get lucky tonight. <laughs> <laughs> but just by but, getting wings and blue cheese. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you if you consider sleeping on the couch lucky, yes, he will get lucky. But anyway, so so I'm asking Dan to come up with a few creative ideas. You know, maybe a lobster tail or something. You know, something special. Oh, yeah. And it doesn't have to be. Well, we'll get to that. But it doesn't have to be, you know, the man cooking for the woman. It could be a woman cooking for a man or a woman. When, I think it's always anybody. fun when you, when you cook anybody. together. Oh. Yeah. Now, T-Bone, have we thought about that? Have we thought about the cooking together? We, we need to do a whole show on that. I am not cooking together with you, Dave. <laughs> 
Only if you're especially not for Valentine's Day. You know what's really sad? I never, I have never done that with a woman. That's a team building exercise, if I've ever heard one. You know what's really sad? There's a long list of women that don't want to cook with me. So, uh, (laughs) actually, if I ever start dating again, and you know this COVID thing goes away, wait a minute, is cooking a metaphor? No, oh, okay. yeah. no, no, that's a good point. I want to make sure I wasn't missing anything. But I, I would love to do one of those cooking classes as a couple. I think that would be fun. Yeah. Especially if I can find a barbecue one. Do you, maybe, maybe you know anybody, Dan? I yeah. could probably find somebody. I didn't think so. I'll put one on if you, if you and T-Bone show up together. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. Dan and I, or T-Bone and I are not going to be your couple. All right. Okay. Now, now he, can bring, he can bring his wife and I can bring my imaginary girlfriend and we'll be fine. He'll bring like, all his barbecue friends in to mock us. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would never do that. So, so I was alluding at the beginning of the show that, that Dan, you went on this massive road trip. I wouldn't say it's massive, but it, it's a, no, it, it's a long haul. No, that was a long haul. It's a long haul. So after we recorded the last show, you were like, See ya. And so you went from Kansas City to where? Palm Springs in one day. 21 hours to Are be exact. S- oh, no. That's a long wow. haul. Yeah. That's a long haul. Yeah. I've, we, d- I've done, what's the longest I have drive? Not, I have not really been on vacation in three years, so I was not stopping for any time. <laughs> I think 14 hours is my limit. Yeah. Coming back from my night in North Dakota doing a stand-up show. Overnight, by the way. Yeah. Well, which, my, my good buddy JB helped me out. We split it up. He drove all night. I drove all day. So That's still hard, It worked though. out great. Because, I mean, sleeping in the car, even if you put the seat all the way back and, and, and all that, yeah. it's still not a comfortable sleep, you know? Depends on the car. Well, did you take your big truck? No, no, I took his big truck. His big truck. You know, my my buddy that I travel with is doing stand-up comedy all the time. Like, if I'm driving, I'm really nice. I turn the radio down Uh real low, and I'm real quiet, and I got the cruise control so that you're like a steady temperature, temperature, steady speed. And when he's driving, and I'm trying to sleep, he's got the radio cranked up, and it's news. Yeah. Yeah. So you can sleep to that real well. (laughs) And then he'll like crank up the AC, no matter what temperature, and then he doesn't use the cruise control, and I can feel it's going slower. And faster and slower. And, and if he takes a phone call, we're going like 40 miles per hour. So um, now, did you have a chance on the road with this incredibly long road trip? Did you, did you get a little barbecue in? What did you do? Well, there's there wasn't a lot open, to be honest with you. Okay. And there's one spot in Albuquerque that we always stop, and it's Albuquerque. called Laguna, Laguna Burger. You know, New Mexico is known for their uh, green chilies. Sure. And so, I mean, they have the best green chili burger, and it could be... One of my favorite things, and and probably the only reason why we always drive out there every single year. Nice. So you got a big green burger. Got a big green burger. Very good. Hammered it down in about 15 minutes and back on the road. Well, thank you for coming back. Oh, yeah, no problem. I didn't want to. (laughs) For so many reasons. (laughs) And now that you're back, we're going to do our Ask Dr. Dan, our Barbecue Fix-It Man segment, sponsored by our new February Barbecue Sauce of the Month, Cowtown Barbecue Sauce, was awarded the title of Best Sauce on the Planet at the 2001 American Royal Barbecue Contest. 18-ounce bottle, only $4.49. Check that out, four forty nine, and you can get a gallon jug for only twenty dollars and ninety nine cents. And you can get that at the Kansas City BBQ Store dot com. T Bone, what question you got for Doctor Dan? Dear Doctor Dan, I know many will call me a cheater, but I went out to start my gas grill and it lit, but it will not heat up past three hundred degrees. Oh wow! My tank is full. What's going on? 
And that's from Susan. Just oh, okay. A, just a side note, my tank is usually full. But anyway, go right ahead. <laughs> well, you know, to be honest with you, it's not uncommon that you go out and you just turn on your pro, you know, propane tank and hit your igniter. Well, when people do that, a lot of times it will trip your regulator. And so that's the first thing you want to check. Just go back, turn everything back off, make sure all the knobs are off, turn your propane tank on, hit the igniter. And if it starts and it seems like it's burning hot, then it's fine. But if your regulator is bad, you will not get the airflow that you need. So you need to just have somebody come out, check out your regulator, or just go to your local a barbecue store and, and get a replacement and hook it up. Okay. So, now where's the regulator located? So the regulator is actually, it, it goes from the grill. It's the hose that goes from the grill to the tank. And it has that the little regulator that, that splits in between the, the hose and the tank. And it's just, it's there to prevent gas from free flowing. So you don't have any problems with accidentally starting it while it's full of propane. Well, and, and I got to tell you something, I've, I, over the years in radio, I have done everything imaginable, including being a radio, a remote engineer. And sometimes when you just can't get a signal, I remember the guy used to tell me, just turn everything off <laughs> and start over from the beginning, almost like, you know, rebooting your phone. Yeah. So is it kind of like that sometimes? Yeah, and, you know, it's always important to turn everything off, especially when you're messing with gas, let it all air out and start all over again and you should be fine. Cool. Well, Susan, thank you so much for the question. We're going to send you a bottle of Cowtown barbecue sauce. Check it out. It is delicious and you can purchase it at the Kansas City BBQ store.com. If you got a question for Dr. Dan, uh, hit us up on Facebook uh, or just email us at Dr. Dan at BBQ Radio Nation. That's Dr. Dan at BBQ Radio Nation. Now coming up, we're going to talk barbecue and betting with Tony George, our old friend from here in KC who now lives in Vegas. And he's got a great website you want to check out. It's DocSports.com. Tony George coming up next right here on Barbecue Radio Nation. Be sure to check out the huge selection of barbecue accessories, skewers, racks, thermometers, books, and so much more at the Kansas City BBQ Store.com. They are shipping out nationwide for all of your grilling needs. Barbecue Radio Nation is heard on radio stations from California to Florida. If you have a business centered around barbecue or the backyard lifestyle, please consider advertising with us. Contact us through our Facebook page or website at BBQRadioNation.com. Three tours driving Humvees in Afghanistan. Six years treating soldiers. Twelve years flying choppers. When my sister came back from her last tour in Afghanistan, she didn't want to talk about it, but she knew I was there to listen. My son saved lives as a medic in the military, and I always remind him how much his service meant to our country. Sometimes my husband still has difficult memories. They can be overwhelming. With the Veterans Crisis Line, I know where to turn when we need support. I made the call and got support for my sister. I called because I was concerned about my son. We got him connected to care, and it's made a difference. The Veterans Crisis Line is here for all veterans and their loved ones. Call 1-800-273-8255 and press 1, or chat online at veteranscrisisline.net. I'm Andrew Saul, Commissioner of Social Security. Beware of telephone scammers pretending to be government employees. Real Social Security employees will never threaten you. Call is threatening you with arrest or other legal action and demanding money are not from us. If you receive a call like this, 
hang up, do not provide them with any form of payment or information, report the call at oig.ssa.gov. And welcome back to Barbecue Radio Nation. Dave Kais along with Dan Hathaway and a very special guest, a buddy of T-Bone and mine, an old friend, Tony George, who's a professional handicapper. You've seen him on ESPN. He's got a website, which is DocSports.com. That's DocSports.com. And we're going to be talking a little bit about, yeah, you know, there's a few bets going on on there. And, uh, well, I have to tell you, the Barbecue Radio Nation official attorney said that I have to read that this is for entertainment purposes only. If you choose to gamble... You do so at your own risk. And Tony George, DocSports.com, and Barbecue Radio Nation cannot be held responsible for any losses that may accrue to you. Um, I just want to say that anything that involves Tony George, you are doing at your own risk. (laughs) And again, uh, T-Bone and I have known Tony for a long time. Tony, how are you doing, buddy? Welcome to the show. Well, first of all, far be it for me to doubt T-Bone's integrity with that statement. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you that right now. I'm doing good out here in Las Vegas. I, uh, you know, It's interesting. When I first started my radio career in Lincoln, Nebraska, and moved to Kansas City in 2006, Dave Caius was my board operator for my first show. Down <laughs> I there was. I was. When I was working with uh, Yahoo Sports Radio and uh, Saris. And so um, things have come full circle now, my friend. Congratulations on the show. I, I hear it's blowing up. And, you know, anybody who likes barbecue, you know, needs to tune in. And I'll tell you what, there's no good barbecue in, in Las Vegas. I've been out here three years, and we've yet to find one that equals anything um, and th- this is not to take anything away from Memphis or Texas, but Kansas City barbecue is uh, where I was more or less born and bred. So it's very difficult to find some good Q out here. Well, Tony, here there's a business opportunity for you. Tony George's barbecue. Huh? <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> You know, I mean, yeah, I'm, still, I'm still trying to salvage what's left of a career in sports handicapping, so I'm going to stick to that for a while. Well, you can gamble on a restaurant and lose, so I think no. it's something to look into. Uh, we, we may, may very well do that. I'm still on the search. There's a there's a couple spots out here that aren't bad. You know, the one that everybody raves about here is a place called Roadkill Barbecue, <laughs> and it was on diners, drives, okay. and dive-ins at Guy Fieri's yeah, show. And, yeah. It's weird because what they do there is they don't smoke it at all. They they dip it in a, some sort of a solution of warm water and they tumble it in like a circular tumbler. And they do that for like hours. And then they pull it out of that and stick it on a grill and then throw it on your plate. Okay. And surprisingly, it's not fall off the bone barbecue like what we're used to there and in your hometown. You know, where you pull the bones sure. out, it does stick to the bone a little bit, but it's very tasty, but just a different texture, for lack of a better term. Well, Tony, of course, my co-host, Dan Hathaway, who's a barbecue expert, Dan's over there shaking his head like <laughs> like he, he's never heard of that I, process before. I, I, just, I think I just had a little mini stroke. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should try it. Just, I, you know. You know, I, I've, I've seen people tumble stuff and, and it, it seems to work to get the tenderness, but man, that's a that's an unusual process for well, sure. You're going to have to try that one of these days uh one one last barbecue question with the weather out there do you do do yourself some barbecuing year round i guess can't you 
Yeah, I do. You know, I got one of the uh, the wood pellet uh, smokers, and and uh, you know, it 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 never gets much below fifty during the day here ever, even in January and nice. February. It's a little chilly at night, so um, I've got the grill and the Traeger going almost all the time. You know, uh, year round, and, <laughs> nice, and so uh, I, I I'm set. I knew Tony would be barbecuing all the time. So let's talk talking. We're talking with Tony George, DocSports.com. Let's talk about the big game. What do you want to tell us about the big game? Some odds, some bets, some prop bets. What do you want to talk about, Tony? Well, Kansas City opened up at three and a half point favorite at minus one ten, and the total was fifty seven and a half. And now it's down to Kansas City minus three at minus one twenty, and the total fifty six and a half. And of course, these two played earlier this year. A 27-24 game where Kansas City racked up over 500 yards against the defense of Tampa Bay. And really, if if anybody can remember back, although that was a 27-24 final, Kansas City dominated that football game. They were up 20-7 at halftime. They were up 27-13 late in the third quarter. They got a garbage touchdown in the game as well. And, And Patrick Mahomes threw for over 400 yards in that game. And what was interesting was... You know, they could not stop Hill. No, um, especially that first he had, half. Uh, thir- yeah, he had 13 catches for 269. Interesting, Kelsey had eight catches for only 80, and his longest is 20. And I think these, those roles might be a little bit reversed here. You know, and if you look at Kansas City and you start doing the check marks, even a quarterback, coaching, wide receiver, running game, uh, you know, uh, tight end, uh they're all in favor of Kansas City here. And, of course, it's tough to beat a good team twice in, the, in, the, in a single season. But, you know, we just we just did it against Buffalo, the hottest team in the league. And that's the second time we've beaten them. So it's not impossible here. But it's interesting because some of these bets that came in, the largest bet so far. I saw this. Uh, this the, it, Out here in Vegas came in on January 28th at MGM. A gentleman came in and put two point three yep. million dollars on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I saw that million. <laughs> wow. And then and then today at William Hill, um, they had a five hundred and twenty thousand dollar bet on Kansas City at minus one twenty to win a little over four hundred and thirty thousand dollars. So you got a little money coming back. As a matter of fact, of the top ten bets. In Las Vegas right now, the $100,000 or more, only one of them, the $2.3 million bet is on Tampa Bay. Wow. Now, I, that one that was about a half a million, was, did the person that placed it, was the last name George by chance? Was it just- <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> but but a, a person named George put $2,000 down beginning of the season at 4-1 <laughs> for oh. Kansas City to win the Super Bowl. And I did the same thing last year. So good for the you. payout's going to be pretty good if they hit. So I, nice. I'm looking forward to that as a fan. Um, that's for sure. But, you know, the big thing about the Super Bowl and everything that surrounds the Super Bowl is the prop bets. And you've got Circa and Westgate out here that put o- almost over a thousand different prop bets. Oh, my you know? goodness. From, from from you know from the absolute from the sublime to the ridiculous, how many times they're going to show Giselle or this that and the other, <laughs> or Patrick Mahomes' mom or or this that or the other, or how many times Jim Nance is going to bring up Bill Belichick's name? But, <laughs> but you know, but you know, there's some really there's some really weird ones out there. But the meat and potatoes ones are are, are ones that you know I look at for what what we do for a living out here, and obviously. I thought it was interesting that um, 
The total touchdowns thrown by Patrick Mahomes, it, the number is uh, over under two and a half oh, wow. touchdown passes. So in order to, in order to case that wager for entertainment purposes only, because <laughs> Missouri and the Kansas area there where you're broadcasting from still haven't legalized betting while 20 other states have. <laughs> That's true. But... <laughs> But nonetheless, uh, it's minus 135 on the over and plus 105 on the under. And it's interesting because if you compare that to Tom Brady, his over and under on two and a half touchdown passes to go over is plus 130. Tony, so I, can- I hate to cut you off, buddy, because we could do this all day. We've run out of time. Thank you so much. Check out DocSports.com. That's DocSports.com. D-O-C Sports.com. We have been talking to Tony George out of Vegas, an old friend of the show. Tony, thank you so much. And we'll be right back with Jeremy Lamb talking about wines right here on Barbecue Radio Nation. Check out Barbecue Radio Nation on Facebook. Give us a like. Dave and Dan need the attention. CDC is working to help keep you and your community safe from the threat of a novel or new coronavirus. There are steps you can take now to get ready if an outbreak occurs in your community. Make a household plan. Learn how to prepare and to take quick action if someone gets sick. Older adults and people with chronic medical conditions are at greater risk. Take extra steps to protect them. Think about what you will do if there are changes to your work schedule. And remember to always practice good health habits, such as frequently washing hands with soap and water, staying home when sick, and covering coughs and sneezes. For more information, visit cdc.gov. If you came across someone struggling with hunger, how would you recognize them? By their clothes? Their age? The way they speak? Hunger can be hard to recognize. Learn why at IamHungerInAmerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America, 200 Food Bank Strong, and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Barbecue Radio Nation. I'm Dave Kais, along with our engineer Kyle and producer T-Bone, co-host, barbecue expert Dan Hathaway, and we're talking with Jeremy Lamb. Jeremy has been studying wine since 1996 and is a certified sommelier. Jeremy, did I say that right? You said it perfectly. Yay! We've got, a, we've got an <laughs> over-under bet on how often I'm going to screw that up. So, because... Just... Go yeah, ahead. just think of Somali Somali pirates and then <laughs> put an ER on the end of it. <laughs> well, the way it's spelled and the way you say it, uh, we don't do that a lot in Kansas. Let me just say it that this way. Yeah. So uh, anyway, so we were talking about uh, Dan and, and T Bone and myself. You know, we we got Valentine's coming up, um, and we we of course we talk about barbecue all the time, but we haven't ever talked about wines. And Dan goes, well, I know a guy named Jeremy Lamb, and he's a wine expert, and he can help us. Um, I, by the way, if, if we do a segment on Boone's Farm, I'm going to take over on that just so <laughs> if anybody's paying attention. So, um, but talk, talk to us a little bit about, um, let, let's start with Dan. What do you think? Steaks? Just good well, old steaks? You, you know, the, the thing that I wanted to have him on the show was because we talk a lot about, a lot about grilling and smoking and grilling and smoking, you, you develop way different flavors than, you know, just braising and, mm-hmm. and, and that sort of thing. So, you know, I, what I really wanted to know, is there a difference between pairing wine, say with a, a smoked 
uh, pork chop than something that that would be braised in the oven? Oh. Well, you know, like, yeah, you know, I've been pairing wines for a really, really long time, and I've paired everything from, you know, like, you know, put thought into everything from fried chicken to refined stuff like foie gras and escargot and oysters and, you know, barbecue. And yeah, it is what it is. It's like, you, you know, the, the general concept that you want to remember when you're picking out wine, first of all, is it a wine that you like? And second of all, is like, do you want to showcase the food or do you want to showcase the wine? Mm. You know, and, and, and with you guys, it's like, you guys put so much effort and time, especially with barbecue and smoked. It's like when you take all of this time to smoke these meats or braise, uh, uh, you know, your short ribs or, or you do your barbecue. And I've been to barbecue competitions and pulled all nighters and done those kind of things. <laughs> and it's crazy. Um, you know, all that effort, the last thing you want to do is pair something that is going to ruin your food, mm -hmm. you know? So, uh, what's really interesting to me, especially with barbecue, it's like, you know, it's always been a challenging thing to pair wine with it. Um, and you, you really kind of have to think a little bit outside of the box because there's so many things going on with barbecue. I mean, you have your, your saucies, your saucy wet barbecues, like your Kansas cities, you have your, your dry rubs, like your Texas stuff, you have, you know, just straight spice. Um, so you really kind of have to figure out what your flavor component is and then, you know, what you want to do to complement that food. You know, you don't want to just, you know, most people think red meat Cabernet, let's right. just open up a cab, you know, like I'm, I'm a cab drinker. I, I have cab, you know, it's my, my everyday kind of, uh, you know, imbibement. Um, but you know, when you're, when you're having food and you really want to showcase the work that came out on the food, the last thing you want to do is ruin it. So, um, you know, when you're doing braised meats, when you're doing like braised things that you've been cooking for hours and you have this saucy kind of interesting things, you want something to hold up to it. You want, um, you want richness, but you also want acidity, you know? So you want something that, that really is going to kind of cut through some of that, that soft braised meats have been cooking for a long period of time. And you also want something to kind of cleanse your palate. So it's ready for the next bite, you know, cause you're, you're drinking wine in between bites. Sure. Um, you know, so you want something, the wine to finish and complement the <clears throat> complement the the dish, and then you also want something to 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 enhance the flavor of the wine on that next on that next bite, or the enhanced flavor of the food on the next bite. So, well, and I, I mean, and there's I, a whole world of wine. And, so. and Jeremy, I didn't want to say anything, but I know that Dan gets his Cabernet in a keg. Uh, so uh, that's how he there's drinks really it. No, I, <laughs> I, you know, like all. Disclosures, like a complete disclosure. I have a box of Cabernet in my fridge. Right <laughs> Do you really? I can Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, well, some of the best Chardonnays yeah. that I've had are, are are stainless steel. You know, they come out of oh, a stainless yeah. steel cask. You know, like I remember the old Toad Hollow was was a great, you know, inexpensive wine that was super clean and and super fresh and and fruity. You know. And it, it came out of a stainless steel keg. That's funny. Here I am making a joke, and now you're all going, "No, this is what we really do." Well, that, you know. <laughs> so, no, it's it, it's it's you know, technology is one thing, tradition is one thing, and what, what you, a lot of people don't understand about wine is they get so caught up and and quite frankly intimidated by the tradition of wine and like pulling a cork out and presenting it wine and and holding it properly and pouring it properly that 
kind of gets lost on, you know, what's in the bottle, mm-hmm. you know, and sometimes what's in the bag inside the box is not too shabby, you know, <laughs> and I, and I, I don't think you should have any shame going into a, a store and, and, you know, spending $18 for four bottles of wine. I mean, if, if you want some, some vino while you're, you know, you're sipping <laughs> on whatever you make for that night, but it's not going to ruin your food, then enjoy yourself and, mm-hmm. and don't, don't worry about judgment because it's about what, it's about what you like. You know, like no sommeliers are going to break, break down the door and start pointing fingers <laughs> and judging you, you know, like, and if they do, then they need to get a life. <laughs> Sommelier <laughs> shame. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I tell you, like I was a Somme for years and some of my peers, um, you know, it's, it, it's a, it's a different group of people for mm-hmm. sure. And I know barbecue world is the same way, you know, you have your snobs and then you have your regular people, you know, it's, it's the same in anything, you know, people who are, think that they're, you know, changing the world with, what they do and what they know. And then there's people who are just there to enjoy life and, and, and have a nice drink or a nice, you know, rack of ribs. So Jeremy, so. Uh, this, you know, this coming up, uh, Valentine's day, I'm going to be cooking some, uh, some herb crusted filet mignon. Nice. Mm-hmm. And you know, one of my favorite wines is like, it's, it's just a general blend wine. Uh, I'm sure you've heard of it. It's called the prisoner. And, mm-hmm. and I absolutely love it. Is there something that, that you could really, it's a pretty juicy wine to begin with. Is is it the right pairing with the steak in the the herb yeah. crusted stuff, or should I look for Absolutely. something a little bit more peppery, like uh, like a like the cabs that you're interested in? Well, you know what you got to think of is like pepper. You know, like for me, like if you're doing pepper and spice, you know, if you're doing something spice, what a lot of people don't realize, you know, they they're like, oh, I don't like sweet wine, but if you're doing something like spicy. Uh, you want to do something a little sweet to mm-hmm. kind of cut through some of that right. spice, you know, like you don't want, you don't want spice on top of spice or pepper on top of pepper sometimes, you know, like it's not, it's not the, the best thing to do, but the prisoner, the prisoner is a, a spectacular story of, of, of good wine and excellent marketing. And it's a, it's a true success story and there's nothing, nothing wrong with it, except that it's more expensive than it should be, or I want it to be frankly, <laughs> uh, cause it's really enjoyable. And it used to be like $12 a bottle and it's no longer really? that way. Oh yeah. When it first came out and it just became such a phenomenon that it just, it just took off and it, it created quite a, quite a stir in the wine world. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, the prisoner's great. I mean, if you want to go, if you want to take a step up, um, you know, like Hurley Zinfandel, you know, like you go Zinfandels, you go that black pepper, but that black pepper in those big, um, California Zins during like in the middle, of, you know, middle California regions, um, you know, they have pepper and they have high alcohol. Um, and those, that high alcohol raises the residual sugar a little bit and gives it that richness and, and, and big bite, um, that is uh, fantastic with anything pepper crusted, but, you know, frankly, you know, you could do, you know, you were talking about Chardonnay earlier. Um, you know, you could do a, a really great Chablis, uh, you know, which is when you talk about those like Toad Hollow and things like that, that stainless steel, like Chardonnay is one of my favorite grape varietals because of its versatility. Um, you know, you, you have Chablis from Burgundy, uh, you have a Chassagne Montrachet, you have the California Chardonnays, which are rich in buttery and oaky, um, you know, and you have, um, uh, you know, California from, uh, you, Chardonnays from all over the world that 
that that act different ways. So I mean, Jeremy, Jeremy, I hate to jump in here, but we are running out of time. I can't thank you enough. We've never discussed wines before, um, and well, at least anything that had a cork. So uh, we (laughs) we really appreciate the time. Jeremy Lamb is his name, and he is a wine. Solmanet coming up. We're talking about fancy Valentines on Barbecue Radio Nation. I'm probably okay to have one more drink before I drive home. I'm probably okay. I open the window to stay alert. Probably okay, I just popped some gum in my mouth. Step out of the car, please. I probably made a mistake. Probably okay isn't okay when it comes to drinking and driving. If you see a warning sign, stop and call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzzed driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. To some, the sound of a baby babbling doesn't mean much. But that's not true. They're testing out vowels and consonants and trying different sounds. And by 12 months, their babbling is beginning to take on meaning. Especially if there's no babbling at all. Little to no babbling by 12 months or later is just one of the possible signs of autism in children. Learn more at AutismSpeaks.org. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Dan and Dave here on Barbecue Radio Nation. Our weekly radio station shout out goes to KVEC News Talk, 920 AM and 96.5 FM. You can hear us every Sunday afternoon at one o'clock out of San Luis Obispo, California. Did I say it right? No. <laughs> how do you say it? Louise doesn't live there. Oh, San. How do you say it? Louis. San Louis. Oh, just like it's spelled. San Luis Obispo. That's weird. I got I've never been there. I've been to California many oh, times. I just got back from California. I want to go back right See, now. He would know. Well, if his tan lines mean anything, he just got back from California. <laughs> anyway, we want to thank you for being a part of Barbecue Radio Nation. By the way, speaking of not being able to pronounce things, the last time I tried to say sommelier. I you almost got I it. Did, I did like the Kansas summer. Summer year. Summer later. <laughs> well, you tried. I tried. But we I were tried. told that just saying psalm. That's, yeah, I know. that's what the cool kids do, I'm sure. But It sounds awesome. But Like, what do you do, man? Oh, I'm a psalm down there at the uh, at the new bistro. Yeah, but if yeah. you're talking to somebody like me and you say psalm, I like, I don't know. I want some. Yeah, give me some. Yeah, or... <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been at church in a long time. <laughs> so let's do our KansasCityBarbecueStore.com product spotlight. Okay. And, and some of the, the most important things that you, that you need to have. Yes. And sometimes I pick things because I go, I need to go buy this. Yes. And it's the barbecue, or I, should, I guess I should say BBQ Butler Heat Resistant Gloves. They're one pair, only $17.99. That's a great price. It's a... Great price, considering that it's going to save your hands from melting. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, we'll talk about this. And by the way, I printed up a sheet on it, uh-huh. and so there's going to be a little quiz if you oh, don't get geez. anything right. Really? Yeah, no pressure. Okay, well, uh, he, He's you only know, been driving for 21 hours. Let me see here. They are black in color. Okay. Okay, number one. Uh, they have some uh, rubber-like uh, Sticky texture stuff. to yeah, it, so yeah. you don't drop your pots. Like you're an NFL wide receiver. Yeah, exactly. Uh, actually, I think uh, the... 
Ocho Cinco made those things popular in the <laughs> early 2000s. Uh, I think they have a heat rating of about 450 degrees, which is plenty. Actually, no. hi- higher. What are they then? Uh, take a guess. Uh, 455. 662 degrees. I find that very hard to believe. Okay, I'm just reading the sheet off your website. Oh, okay, well, <laughs> we've got like three different pairs. But I got I got to get one of these. I mean, because my, my old pair, I've had... Or, okay. I've had it forever and they're wearing out. And every once in a while I'll grab yeah. a pan or a cookie sheet or something and I start to get burned and I realize mm-hmm. this, this isn't doing me any yeah. good. These, these things are great. If you've ever been up really late at night and you've seen the uh, advertisements for the of glove, okay. they're very similar to the of glove. It's uh, I don't know what kind of, what kind of fabric are those things made out of? You're an extra firefighter. You should know that. Cotton. Okay. We'll go with cotton. No, Nomex. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, I believe it is Nomex. Actually they are, they are cotton line. So you're yeah, half right. Cotton line and they're Nomex on the outside. But these things are awesome. Uh, you can throw them in the washing machine if they get too oh, greasy. Really? They will get greasy. Okay, you hang them to hang them to dry so you don't melt the, the rubber off of them, which you probably shouldn't if they've got a rating of six hundred degrees. <laughs> but you never know; crazy things happen in the dryer. These things look great. I'm I'm gonna actually. I kid you not. I'm gonna swing by the store and you get should. one. Maybe but do it, seems when, like do it would... when I'm there, please. Yeah, well, that's gonna be hard to do now, I, isn't it? I just wanted, yeah. It seems like those would last a lifetime. Yeah. I mean, a long time. Until your dogs get them. (laughs) (laughs) So check it out. It's the BBQ Butler Heat Resistant Gloves. You can find them on the website at the Kansas City BBQ Store.com. One pair, only $17.99. That's a great price for for the usage usage that you're going to get out of those gloves. So check that out. I will be by the store to get a pair because mine are older. Yeah. So, okay. Valentine's coming up. Coming up. And... And I don't care who's doing the cooking because it, it may be the guy, maybe the gal, maybe the gal, maybe the guy, maybe who knows going to do the cooking. But if somebody I was thinking, too, and if I, was, I meant to mention this kind of to Jeremy with Valentine's is on a Sunday this year. I know. Isn't that great? And so <laughs> that's because you get to stay home. Well, that's I don't have to work. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm thinking a lot of people will go out to dinner on Saturday night. Um, oh, yeah. Or maybe get it to go, you know, because of COVID. But then on Sunday, they may, well, you know, let's stay at home and cook something for ourselves. We got to go back to work tomorrow. Yeah, we always do a Sunday dinner at the house anyway. So okay. This is going to be a very easy transition. So rather than, you know, and again, I was joking earlier about wings or something or ribs, but let's, let's talk about what's something kind of fancy that you can fix for your, for your significant other that they're going to feel special. Oh, man. You know, if I, I'll, I'll just start this out by saying that if I were to cook anything, you know, barbecue wise for Valentine's Day, I may not have to do it again the next year. <laughs> because my wife would kill me. <laughs> if I cooked her a brisket, she'd be so mad. I, I inundate my entire family with barbecue at least three or four times a week. And they, it's like the one day they get off, they, they don't have to eat barbecue. Now, how often do you fix, fix steaks at home? I, you know what? Maybe once a month. Okay. That, I'm not a big steak guy. So that's why uh, every Valentine's Day, we always do steak and lobster. Yeah, well, see, I was getting ready to say I mean, surf and turf. Right. Got to do surf and it's turf. Such, you know, I don't know. You know. A lot of people probably, oh, yeah, steak and lobster, very boring. But, you know, it's it's a lot of fun. And I've got this great little recipe. And we talked about it. I talked about it with Jeremy. With a, it's a herb-crusted uh, filet mignon. And it, it's great. And it preps up really nice on the grill. And, you know, as it's resting, you can you can grill off your uh, lobster tails baste them with some uh, herb butter and man it's it just it's a great meal it's very simple preparation and it doesn't take very much time at all okay lobster tails because i've never grilled them myself uh-huh. to be honest with you so do you do you first put them in with the shell down and the meat up and then flip them at some point 
you know, I always just start them with the, you know, the body, the body down. Right. And the, the top of the shell up. Okay. And that way it cooks up nice. You split them down the back. So right. it you know, blossoms out. And yeah, it, it, like I said, it does not take very much time at all. Now w- for your lobster tail, and I realize now I'm really into the lobster tail <laughs> is what do you, what, what's the best way to prepare it before you put it on the grill? Well, I mean, the best thing to do is, you know, brush a little butter on it mm-hmm. uh, and then put your herbs and, and uh, I always use a little bit of lemon cause that's, you know, it's yeah. a seafood thing and, yeah. and that's really it. You know, it, you, you want to be able to taste the lobster. You don't want to, you know, just cover it in a bunch of sauce and a bunch of, you know, a bunch of herbs where it takes away from the flavor of the lobster. Cause if, if you're just looking for that, then just buy some fish, you know, don't <laughs> spend the money on lobster. You know, we live in the middle of the country. Lobster isn't exactly, you know, the easiest thing to come by. Well, and not cheap either. Exactly so if you're right. going to spend that much money, you yeah. want to taste it. Oh yeah. Now, so I would think, and again, this is the amateur asking that you wouldn't grill it at a real high temperature, would you? No, I mean, you want to do a moderate heat to where it's going to cook quickly, but it's not going to dry out just like anything else. And since it's a pretty, you know, even though it is covered in a shell, it's still fairly delicate meat and, and you can overcook it easily. And when you overcook it, that's when you run into the tenderness issues. And so just getting it right up to that, that point where it just has a little bit of give to it. And that's when you have it, it's just buttery and it'll melt right in your mouth. Oh, man. Well, and that's the thing. If you start with the meat down and then you flip it, then you kind of have a little more control over it. Yeah. Whereas if you got the meat down the whole time. Right. And if you start it out low, like at a medium heat and it's not, you know, your grill's not performing like you want to, you can always crank it up just a, just a shade just to get it finished off. And and you shouldn't, you shouldn't have any issues with it. Now, are you looking at like 165 for that? I've I've never, honest to God, I've never really tempted. I just go off a feel. Off the feel. I'm sure that there's a temperature for it. And and I, for the life of me, I don't know it. I just basically go off the, the, the old the old push test. By the way, uh, T-Bone, that's going to be the Ask Dr. Dan question next that week. should be. Yeah, is... very good. <laughs> Don't tell him. <laughs> I'm looking it up right now. 140 degrees. Okay. Is, I can't, is I, the internal temperature that they recommend for grilled I would have guessed grills. that. Yeah. All right. So, folks, you can do whatever you want. My uh, steak and uh, oh, steak and lobster. It, I don't. It doesn't get any better. It's a classic that. combination. You, you can't know, go wrong with it. Or shrimp. You know, crab legs. But just yeah. steak and lobster yep. tail. That 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 is just such such good stuff. And crazy show today. We had Tony George on talking about sports and and betting on on well. The Chiefs, if you're if you're inclined that way, and you can check Tony out at DocSports.com, and we had Jeremy Lamb talking about wines, and I believe I saw T Bone lift his little finger. He was getting kind of into the wine, and he did just like that, he was like. <laughs> Oh, man. I kind of want a glass of wine right now. (laughs) (laughs) So we want to thank Jeremy also for being on the show. And, of course, we were just talking about some fancy dinners. I mean, we we talked barbecue, but we went high class this week, by the way, guys. Uh, I think. I I mean, it's going to be hard to top this one. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, folks. We're going back to reality (laughs) next week. Next week, it's just dirty chicken thighs and (laughs) and, and, and hamburgers. Actually, next week, we're talking chili. (laughs) Even better. We're going to bring it right back to earth with chili and onions and... And uh, cheeses and everything else. So, Dave, what about beans in your chili? How, what are your thoughts on that? I like them, but okay. I but I but I like a lot of meat. I respect that. We'll talk. We'll talk about that too. I've, I've got some theories. I, I do love chili. I have and, a public service announcement. Oh, here yes. we go. If you are not ready for the big game after listening to last week's show, then wanted to add. You know what? Have some barbecue delivered from your local joint. Yes, thanks. Just yes. Call them up. 
and you're good to go. And yeah. please tip. Always please tip yeah, if do you at can. at least 35 or 40 percent. Yep, yep. And we want to thank our barbecue sauce of the month, Cowtown Barbecue Sauce. We're going to be back next week. Thank you so much for joining us. For Engineer Kyle, Producer T-Bone, and Dan, my name is Dave Caius. Happy barbecuing, and thanks for listening to Barbecue Radio Nation. 